The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. Coming up on Rams Showcase, the Rams have never lost three straight under Sean McVay. Can they keep it up? Plus, how your favorite Rams stack up across the league. And later, it's 49ers week. We preview Sunday's matchup next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to another edition of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys today. Pretty cool show for you guys. I decided to do some prep early in the week, so uh, we got a lot more uh, in-depth stuff to look at, which is going to be pretty fun. But uh, first, well, like we always do, we're going to get into the news first, and then of course, we will talk about this 49ers at Rams game is as, as, uh, as much of, an, of a must-win as you can have in week six of the NFL season, especially the way the NFC West is coming together. So lots of interesting stuff going on right now. And, uh, you know, the, the 49ers are, are 4-0. They are the, the last undefeated team in the NFC. And uh, you know what I like to say is you never do you never send a Brown to do a Rams job, which is to give the 49ers their first loss of the season. Although none of their wins are necessarily that impressive, they haven't played anybody too intense. But I will say they are playing some pretty strong football. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the news. If you guys did not hear, Redskins did fire their head coach Jay Gruden, and I, this isn't necessarily news. But I did, this is something I did want to mention to you guys is uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Jay Gruden makes his way onto the Rams coaching staff within the next year. I say within the next year because I feel like it is a possibility that he could technically join the Rams staff at any moment. I mean, he's unemployed, so that's a very real possibility. And before you guys go too crazy and say, why would we want Jay Gruden? He's terrible. He got fired and all that good stuff, uh, which I know you guys are already doing. Uh, I just want to point point out that I think Jay Gruden's actually a pretty solid coach. Um, uh, I think he's a better coordinator than he is a head coach. And also, it's extremely difficult to judge anybody based on what they did with the Redskins, who are, in my mind, easily the worst-run franchise in the NFL. Hard to pin that on Jay Gruden. But I will say, I mean, uh, what was uh, Bill Bill Callahan taking over, and uh, he started Case Keenum at quarterback. So you know, maybe that uh, that that maybe the water in Washington is just a little a little weird. Uh, but that's that's all I got for that. Is just uh, don't be surprised if Jay Gruden makes his way onto the Rams staff. And this actually, I, I had posted about this on Facebook. I I mentioned on there that I wouldn't be surprised if Jay Gruden. Uh, if he if he did come to the Rams in some capacity uh, within the next year, 
And then it was like shortly after that that I saw the article that was published about four hours before I posted that, that uh, Sean McVay said basically that they would have that conversation, that they would talk about it at the very least. So I guess we got that going. Uh, next up, uh, this is some interesting stuff here for you guys, and uh, I know I get mad confused when anything legal is being talked about, and it's not necessarily because, I well, I mean, it is because I just don't get into a lot of trouble. I don't have time to get into trouble. I go to work, and then I come home, and I talk about the Rams with you guys, and then I do a lot of homework and stuff, so I don't, legal stuff has always gone way over my head. And I am not the person for a legal advice because my legal advice is don't do stupid stuff in the beginning and then you don't need the legal advice. Uh, But in that regard, uh, the Rams versus the city of St. Louis, basically the city of St. Louis versus the Rams and the NFL, all 31 or 32, excuse me. Well, 31, really, if you want to, I mean, I don't know what the what's up with the Packers, (laughs) but if you want to count 31 owners, then feel free. But uh, the Rams slash the NFL have lost in Missouri Supreme Court uh, that the case would be that what was basically suggested is that this case be handled by private arbitration and not going just to regular, just to court. So uh, that is not going to happen now. Uh, so it is believed that the Supreme Court, because of course Stan Kroenke appealed this decision, uh, the Supreme Court will not even hear his appeal, Stan Kroenke's appeal. And the state request that Stan Kroenke had put in uh, that would have delayed the case, uh, that was that was denied. So basically what we're looking at right now is this means that the NFL, which would be Roger Goodell, and the Rams, which would be Stan Kroenke, would likely need to take the stand in a St. Louis courtroom. So that's a very interesting development. And uh, what that means, most importantly to you and I, is... Or you and me, actually, is the is the proper way to say that. Uh, th- that this will all become public record, is that they can't hide what happened anymore. So I know that uh, I have listeners in St. Louis. I know that I have listeners in Los Angeles. I know I have listeners in countries I've never heard of before. But I know that the, the, the St. Louis side and the L.A. side of things, just those specific fan groups, uh, this is kind of a touchy subject. So I'm not giving my opinions, uh, but also to let you guys know, I don't really have an opinion. I don't really care about this case. Uh, it's not my money. It's, uh, you know, it's it's the team that I follow and the team that I talk about, but I don't have to pay anything to the city of St. Louis if this case is won by the city. So I guess you got that going for me. And most of you guys, I'm assuming at least 99% of you guys, if you guys are listening to me, will not have to pay out of pocket no matter what happens, which is also sidebar why I don't care about what players make. Like, I don't care if if you can say that certain players are overpaid and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's fine. But I don't have to pay them, so I don't care. That's fine with me. They can get whatever they want. If I could make millions of dollars to do my job, I definitely would. Um, but I don't. I don't. I would, I would take a, it would take a lot of hours for me to make $1 million doing what I do in my uh, in, for my day job surprising i'm not sheriff joe bags in my day job well i kind of am everybody calls me the sheriff at work which is what you guys call me most of you guys call me that which i'm cool with uh let's move on let's uh check out the leaderboard this is a new thing i'm adding this is a brand new segment new seggy for you guys 
And uh, basically what we're going to do is we're just going to look at where the Rams stack up across the league. We're not going to go into every single statistical category because that would be obnoxious. But we will look at uh, some of the uh, basically top five. We're looking if, if there's any Rams in the top five in any statistical categories, we'll talk about them. So first of all, the standings in the NFC West. We got San Francisco at number one. They are sitting at four and zero. Oh. The Seattle Seahawks at number two at four and one. The Los Angeles Rams at three and two in third place. And in fourth place, we have the Arizona Cardinals coming in with a one three and one record. Basically, uh, they've been in, in some games though. That's that's for sure. Those three losses. I think all three of their losses have been pretty close. So they're like, they almost seem like they're right there. And if they were right there, man, this division would be intense. That holy moly. It's already kind of intense uh, with uh, the 49ers, Seahawks, and Rams entering, all entering week six with winning records. But let's take a look at the passing yardage. Uh, number one in the NFL is uh, Patrick Mahomes. No real surprises there. Uh, number two is actually Matt Ryan and your Los Angeles Rams quarterback Jared Goff comes in at number three overall in passing yards. Receiving Mike Thomas, number one, Amari Cooper, number two. Chris Godwin sits at number three, had a big day against the Rams a couple weeks ago. And number four is a lot of, uh, a lot of our favorite players right now, Cooper Cup. Yeah, I can hear the coop calls now. I love that dude. He's doing awesome. And uh, as long as he can stay healthy, then I feel really, really good about Cooper Cup because that kid is amazing. I actually said, uh, well, I think he was, I want to say it was last year, but maybe it was, uh, I think it was last year, that I said that at the end of his career, that Cooper Cup would be known as one of the greatest Rams receivers of all time. I stand by it. I absolutely stand by it. So, uh, you know, Cooper Cup doing doing things. Hey, let's take a look at rushing touchdowns. Won't go through all of them for you guys, but tied for uh, fourth place with Dalvin Cook is Todd Gurley in the realm of rushing touchdowns. And sacks, this number will be changing. Well, uh, I guess this ranking will be changing due to injury, but number one in sacks in the NFL is Shaquille Barrett of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two is Miles Garrett of the Browns. Then we got Mario Addison at number three. And number four is Clay Matthews. But of course, Clay Matthews, he'll be missing some time. It looks like he'll come back after the bye week. And hopefully he can be uh, a little bit rested up in stuff for uh, for the home stretch. Hopefully that's uh, that's how it works out. Because that's kind of what happened with Aqib Tlaib last year. I mean, it was really unfortunate to miss eight games of Aqib Tlaib on that defense. And the Rams' defense last year was so much better with Aqib Tlaib on the field rather than on the sidelines, surprisingly enough. But, uh, so hopefully this can kind of come into that because when, when Tlaib came back, he was fresh. He was good to go. And uh, he was he was, he was was fine. So we did good there. Uh, let's take a look at the injury update before we get into uh, the full-on game preview here. Uh, for the Rams, linebacker Clay Matthews. I am going to talk about this because uh, I haven't talked to you guys since this happened. I know the game was like basically a year ago, but, uh, you know, I haven't been here with you guys. I have been uh, not doing Ram Showcase because, I mean, it was a Thursday game, so it just feels like it was a long time ago. Uh, but... Of course, Clay Matthews will be out four to six weeks with a broken jaw. It's looking like the hope is that he would return week 10, which is going to be at the Steelers after the bye week against the Bengals in London. 
Uh, so we'll see about that. But right now, Samson Abukam will start in his place. But we already know that Obanaya Okoronkwo and Natrez Patrick will both get some reps in this defense. So that's going to be really cool. I know a lot of people really want to see Obo on the field. So do I. Uh, it's kind of one of those things, though, that with regarding Obo, this is kind of my mindset with it. Yes, I've been excited to see Obo for quite some time. But on the same side, you gotta you gotta think if the coaching staff has no itching, burning desire to get this guy even active on game days, not even on the field, but even active on game days, then there is absolutely no reason why the fans should be crying for him. That's that's just my opinion. Uh, you guys are allowed to disagree with me. That's the beauty of of having individual brains. You know, you guys would not want my brain. Some weird things go on up there. Uh, but uh, Obo and and Natrez, both going to get some reps, so that's pretty cool. Uh, safety Taylor Rapp has been cleared to play, has only missed that one game, missed that Thursday night game in Seattle, uh, but he's good to go. He'll be back and hopefully can have a big game against George Kittle because he is a very dynamic weapon on that San Francisco 49ers offense. Linebacker Bryce Hager is still questionable, but he is making progress, and the team is optimistic that he will return really soon. Uh, it looks like if he does miss any more time, it's just going to be this one more game, and then he'll make his return to the field. Uh, but in his spot right now, we have Troy Reeder playing at the inside linebacker. A lot of fans, actually, I've, I've heard this comment quite a bit over this last week or so, that Troy Reeder is better than Bryce Hager. I'm not sure if that's necessarily true, but if I'm going to be completely candid with you guys, neither of them are all-stars. So, I mean, I think that, you know, Bryce Hager is a, is a, is a server, serviceable linebacker. Anything below that, which would be Troy Reader, I mean, he's still, he does the job, but neither of these guys really jump off the screen. I know you guys all watch the games as intense as I do. And uh, ne neither of these guys really jump off the page. In fact, Troy Reader, I would say, is probably a little bit better of a tackler, uh, but he takes worse angles than Bryce Hager. So kind of, I guess, just pick your poison. Whatever you want to deal with uh, is is that. So uh, let's see. On the, on the 49ers side, fullback Kyle Juszczyk is out, and he will be missing uh, a decent amount of time. Uh, the 49ers do not currently have a replacement, but have been working out fullbacks. Uh, the reason I didn't list those names is because why? What would be the purpose of that? They're fullbacks. I mean, it's basically a dead position in the NFL. 49ers, one of a few teams that even use them. I love fullbacks. I'm a fullback fan. I'm still a little bit bitter that the Rams released Mike Carney. That's just me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm still a little bit, just a touch, just a touch bitter about Mike Carney because Carney and Jackson in the backfield was just a lot of fun to watch and you know when uh, when the, the Rams hired uh, Josh McDaniels it just didn't it just didn't didn't work out and you know Carney it was awesome awesome player but uh, so no replacement for that and also this is a big one big 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 one both starting tackles for the 49ers are not expected to play in this game. Joe Staley's already been ruled out. I'm hearing that Mike McGlinchey has already been ruled out, but I'm still seeing questionable. So basically, I mean, it, I, I trust who I'm seeing say that, that McGlinchey is out, but I haven't personally seen it myself, but I am going to take that pretty confidently that McGlinchey is not going to play. So in their place at left tackle, we'll have Justin School 
and right tackle, we will have Sam Young. So uh, to Justin and to Sam, I just want to let you guys know uh, that Aaron Donald is a difficult person to block, and it's not ideal for you. It's not ideal for you to get your first start of the season and need to go against this Rams pass rush. Of course, Clay Matthews not playing, but Abukam started all 16 games and all three playoff games for the Rams last year. Still have Dante Fowler, who's playing amazing. And I got to be completely honest, guys. Uh, you know, I love Brockers. I'm a big Brock fan. But I think that Sebastian Joseph Day is playing better, and I like Greg Gaines a lot. I'm not going to say that we should just bail on Brock at this point, but I do think that Brock's future with the Rams is a little bit in question. But that being said, how that ties in is we're talking about offensive line injuries for the 49ers, and the Rams have a lot of difficult people to block, starting with Aaron Donald. Let's take a look at this game, though. It's 49ers week. This is one of the most fun weeks for most of us Rams fans. Uh, the hatred that, that runs between the Rams and 49ers, it runs deep. And I don't have to say that to most of you guys. I don't have to explain to most of you guys why this rivalry is such a big deal. But it's fun, nonetheless. It's always fun. Remember that year when the Rams, when the Rams and 49ers tied and that was in, in San Francisco, and then they played in St. Louis, and it came down to, I want to say there was 26 seconds on the clock when Jeezy hit that field goal, which is like a 54-yarder or something like that. He was kicking from the logo and gave the Rams a win. It took the Rams almost a full 10 quarters to beat the 49ers one time that year, and of course, we know that the 49ers that year went on to the Super Bowl, so that was pretty pretty interesting. It was a, it was a nice little subtle win that we could keep on our own, you know, but, you know, you got to take what you can get, especially in that time when the Rams just weren't, they weren't necessarily up for playoffs and all that stuff. We knew that, but, you know, uh, it's those matchups make it kind of worth it, especially when you'd be like, hey, we didn't lose to that team. It's in the Super Bowl. Nice. And especially when you played them twice. So that's always good. Let's take a, oh, well, first, let's talk about the, the rest of the information on this game. This game will be on Fox if you guys want to know if this game's in your area. Not a whole lot of area, but I know, obviously, L.A. and St. Louis gets this one. Uh, but if you guys want to check out if you're in the area to watch this game, I did share the distribution map on the Ram Showcase Facebook page. It will be up on the Instagram page. I just forgot to do it already, but it will be going up there. And uh, this game is going to be commentated by Dick Stockton and Mark Schlereth. This game is at 1.05 p.m. Uh, L.A. time. And the reason that sucks is because I go to bars to watch, well, a bar to watch the Rams games. And a lot of the early games just aren't done in time. And the 105, sometimes we miss kickoff and that's a whole entire bag of bummers and no one likes that. Uh, but we do have the 105 kickoff if you guys are going to the game and oh, lost my spot. There we go. And the weather for this game, real nice day in Los Angeles on Sunday. We're looking at 78 at kickoff about 75 at the end of the game no chance of rain throughout the day and very light winds we're looking at four to five miles per hour is going to be your gusts so nothing too concerning there uh for you guys to uh to give you guys a little bit of a a comparison to that uh colorado where i live and colorado springs will see a high of 29 degrees tomorrow 
and we're expecting snow. The low will be 12, but, and I know that sounds kind of jarring, especially some of you guys, some of you LA guys out there, uh, you know, sometimes I get these comments and stuff about how cold it is. That's just weather to me. I don't know. It's mo- it's like that most of the year. It's like 29 and snowy most of the year for me. At least super cold, super windy out here all the time. Uh, but that will not be the case in Los Angeles, which is really the focus. It's not Colorado this week. Uh, let's take a look at the history of this matchup. The San Francisco 49ers lead the all-time series 69-67-3. and So the Rams could tie it up with a sweep this season. And let's see... The Rams hosting the 49ers. San Francisco leads that all-time series 35-31-1. So you got that right if you guys are doing the math at home. That means the Rams at the 49ers, that's an even It's an even 500 total all-time, which is pretty cool. Let's see. The last time these two teams played when they both had a winning record. This is something that's been covered a lot. So I'm kind of bummed because I had this in my notes and... Then it got like posted by a bunch of Twitter people, and it's like, dang it. But the last time both these teams met with a winning record was, it was December 9th of 2001, so it's been quite a while. 2001, if you guys remember that year, that was a pretty cool time to be a Rams fan. Now, the last time these teams both met with a winning record at the Coliseum was in 1976. That was a 16 to nothing win by the 49ers. The Rams did, though, win the division. Uh, they did lose in the conference championship game 13-24 to to the Minnesota Vikings. So almost, almost made the Super Bowl in that one. Let's take a look at the matchup of this game. We've got the Rams offense versus the 49ers defense. And uh, these numbers, first of all, these numbers look really good for the 49ers. I'm just going to throw that out there. I think still we're going to see these numbers for the Rams a little bit skewed from that uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game where just nothing went according to plan. It, I hope not, at least. Could you imagine if that was the Rams' plan? Holy moly. But uh, nothing went according to plan, I'm going to assume. I, I hope that that's the case, at least. Nothing went according to plan, and the 40, or the Buccaneers franchise high 55 points. Uh, you know they, they set all kinds of franchise records in that game against the Rams. It was just not a good day uh, for the Rams, so... Uh, those numbers are a little bit skewed in some regards. So let's take a look at the Rams offense versus the 49ers defense. Total yards, the Rams are fifth in the league. 49ers defense is second in the league. Very strong defense this year. But again, check out their opponents. They have not necessarily beaten anybody amazing. But I really want to point out that I think the 49ers is playing really well. I watched that the, the 49ers versus Browns game on Monday Night Football. And it wasn't that they were playing the Browns and beating the crap out of them. It was really how they were doing it. It almost feels like wherever the 49ers are strong, that's kind of our weak spots. So the matchup is a little bit scary in that regard. But at the same time, I trust our boys. All right. I feel really good about this game. I'm coming in with some confidence. I know that much uh, because I think two straight losses for this Rams team. That's that's like not that's not right. You know what I mean? And you know, that, that field goal against the, the Seahawks goes one yard left, and that's a totally different, you know, we're, ta- we're talking totally different about this Rams team. That's a win, you know what I mean? So it's kind of weird because the, the, the Bucks game just didn't happen to go our way, and that was that was okay, it happens. Uh, Bucks fans won the Super Bowl. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if this is something you guys felt, but 
The Buccaneers fans, extremely sore winners in that one. I got it from a bunch of different angles. The guy's a Bucks report. My sister is a Bucks fan. She just called me and laughed for like five minutes. It was really hard to have a conversation, so I just hung up. I hang up on my sister. I show no shame. No shame. Uh, what were we talking about? Matchup. Let's get back into that. All right. Because I did want to say that. The, the, it just seemed like two just very not good weeks for the Rams. I mean, if you look at that interception... Uh, in the fourth quarter against the Seahawks, it's like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just an amazing play by the defense. I mean, what are you supposed to do there? So, I mean, first of all, you can catch the football Gerald Everett, which is my only concern with Gerald Everett. Once he catches it, dude is a friggin' playmaker. But that's my issue, is when he can catch the football. He's been doing a lot better this season, though. I'll give him that. Uh, let's take a look at the passing yards. The Rams are second in the league in passing yards, and the 49ers defense is second against the pass. So Jared Goff has a has a tough day ahead of him, uh, according to the numbers at least. Games aren't played on paper. And uh, on the run, let's see, the Rams are 22nd in rushing the football, which is just, it just feels so wrong. You know what I mean? That's I feel like since even, I, I think we can go back to like, 1998 the last time the Rams didn't have like a really strong run game it's been that long you know so I mean because then of course Marshall Falk came in and and then we went straight from from Falk to Jackson we went from Jackson to a bunch of pretty solid guys they all just really looked good their rookie seasons you know Zach Stacy, Trey Mason Daryl Richardson uh, each of their rookie seasons led the team in rushing yards uh, but didn't do much after that and then and then we got Todd Gurley coming in so uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird that, that the Rams are not just blowing it up on the ground, you know, and especially I want to see Daryl Henderson. My my Joe Stradamus pick totally blew up in my face last week. We didn't even see Daryl Richardson on the field. It's got to happen at some point, right? I mean, it has to. I mean, we're can't, we, if we get, can't get the run game going with Gurley, and I love Gurley. I think that Gurley's fine. Uh, the way he's been running, I'm not seeing anything, uh, in the, especially against the Seahawks. I did not see anything in that game. That led me to think that he was hurt in any way. It's just we just weren't running it with him, so uh, it's kind of weird. But the 49ers' defense is fifth against the run, so looks like Todd Gurley could have a, another tough day. But I think if the Rams have some consistency and don't stray away from it, you know, against the the Bucks, the Rams just didn't run the ball. They just basically blew that off altogether. And then against the Seahawks, started in the first quarter running the crap out of the ball, and it was really fun. It was really cool to watch. Todd Gurley just kind of carving it up and stuff and then just totally just went away from it again. So it is kind of interesting. You know, uh, I actually do want to point this out is uh, because because Jared Goff has been throwing the football. And I know that I said last week on the show that uh, that Jared Goff should never under any circumstances throw 60 passes in a game. And I'd still agree with that. I, I don't think that that's that's un- like that, that, that shouldn't happen. But against the Seahawks had 49 pass attempts. 395 yards uh, for golf last week but you know it's kind of interesting to see that they're just letting him air it out and it's also really interesting to see that he throws for basically 60 passes in one game and 50 in the next and those are the two the Rams lose the ground game is what this entire offense kind of starts off of if if we can't get the ground game going then the play action doesn't work and, and the Rams offense runs pretty heavily on the play action so that's definitely a concern in that regard. I say that in that regard. I've said that a few times. I'm going to stop. That was my last one. All right. Uh, let's see. The points scored. The Rams have uh, are sixth in the league in total points scored. Uh, the 49ers defense ranks fourth in points against. 
Let's go to the other side of the football. The 49ers offense versus the Rams defense. The 49ers offense ranks fourth in the NFL right now, one spot above the Rams. The Rams defense ranks 13th, uh, which actually I would say is pretty good compare or because of the, the, how the last two games have gone. I would say that 13 is, is solid. It's obviously not great. Uh, but those last two games really jumped those numbers up. And this defense can be really good. That's my problem right now is that this defense is not playing right now how we already saw them play in the first three weeks. They were really strong, didn't give up a touchdown against the, the Saints. Uh, and it's, you know, people keep saying, though, by the way, I'm just going to, I have lots of sidebars today. I apparently feel real sidebarry. But a lot of people still saying, even Colin Cowherd still saying, that uh, the the Saints are really one blown whistle away from being five and zero. How the hell does one blown whistle account for eighteen points? I just don't get it. Uh, maybe that's just me. Uh, let's see here. Keep on going. Uh, passing the football, the Forty ers rank twenty second in the NFL. The Rams defense sixteenth, so right in the middle of the pack for the Rams defense against the pass. Running the football, the 49ers are first in the NFL. They're averaging 200 yards a game on the ground. And the Rams defense, I think I, I kind of messed up some numbers here. Uh, the last ones, those were passing numbers. The Rams are 16th in the league against the pass. 15th against the run uh, so far in the league. And points, uh, the 49ers are second in the NFL with points scored. The Rams defense, 26th. And not all of that goes directly to the deal. These are total points scored, but 26, man, that's absolutely ridiculous. The Rams also tied for first in turnovers, and I think that's really the root of all evil. Turnovers are the root of all evil so far in this season, in this 3-2 and two start. And I got to say also that I kind of secretly love that a 3-2 and two start is known as like a garbage start for us, because... Normally, I mean, like you look just a couple years ago, it wouldn't be abnormal to see us at 0-5 right now. So, especially the way we've been playing, uh, the, the team has not put in a full a full offensive and defensive game. So, we're kind of looking to get that ball rolling, and hopefully, I mean, this would be a great game to get that get that started in, you know? So, if you look at the, the standings, if the Rams could pull off this win, that would put them at 4-2, and two, and the San Francisco 49ers at 4-1. and one. So, the Rams cannot get to first place this week. Uh, but if the Seahawks, if by chance they lose to the Browns, then they'd be four and two. So we'd be tied with them. But of course, they would have the tiebreaker. So just letting you guys know, it is not possible for the Rams to get out of third place this week, no matter what happens uh, against the 49ers on Sunday. Uh, so let's take a look at the three two C, the run defense. This is going to be a big one this week for the Rams. Uh, 49ers are first in the league in running the football, and the Rams have not exactly been great against the run, you know, uh, ranking just 15th, so right in the middle of the pack. But the 49ers run game, they can do it with a lot of guys. You know, Brita's looking really good. They've, they've got some players out there. And, you know, I, I'm still not I'm, I'm still not here to say that the 49ers are absolutely a contender based on who they've played this season. But the way that they're playing makes me think that they could definitely make the playoffs and they, and they could do some damage to the right team. But... I think this is really the, this is their first game against a, a a good team, and I'm really really curious to see how their game plan unfolds and and how these players on this team on the 49ers 
how they enter the Coliseum and how much confidence they have in this game. Like, I'm sure it'll be decent because they're 4-0. and They're one of two undefeated teams in the NFL. But at the same time, I mean, this is this really is the first good team they're playing. The first, if you add up, I think, I, I want to say that the their first four opponents, if you add up all their wins, they have five. So, I mean, we're already almost there. So, I, we could be, I guess, if some things went our way. But uh, the run defense is going to be absolutely key to this one. The 49ers really love to just control the ball, control the clock, and just keep it. And just keep it on and just work their way down the field. They're not asking Jimmy Garoppolo to to light it up, which is good because he hasn't exactly looked great this year. Now, which is my next my next of the three to see uh, is the Rams secondary. Jimmy G has only had one game that he did not have an interception in, and that was week five against the Browns on Monday Night Football. He has yet to really explode, but the Rams secondary has absolutely been soft so far this year, especially the last two weeks. If you want to look at, so if you want to pinpoint some stuff here and point some fingers, you're going to want to point those fingers to A, the fact that the Rams are having a really hard time running the ball, not for lack of trying. Well, it is for lack of trying. I totally almost ruined my whole point there. It is for lack of trying because when they try, they do a good job. Gurley is out there. He's performing well. We have Malcolm Brown, who's a very good back. Daryl Henderson, who we have not unleashed yet. The Rams do have a good running game. They're just not utilizing it. And then when you have a guy like Jared Goff, who I think this year understands the offense a lot better than he did last year, and he is the one making those calls, you can tell now that he's the one scanning and the, the clock's low enough that there's no communication from the coach and he's making calls. That's something that we are seeing this year. Uh, but I, I don't think that he's necessarily ready to just run the offense by himself completely. So, uh, you know, a hundred and uh, I'm going to do this math in my head real fast. A hundred and five, is it? Uh, yeah. Or no, a hundred and eight, excuse me, a hundred and eight pass attempts in the last two games for Jared Goff. And I, I, I personally think that's too many and not because it's Jared Goff, but because we have a really good run game that we've completely, it feels like we've abandoned and that's not what we like to see, especially when we got a guy like Todd Gurley. So, uh, And next up is Todd Gurley versus the 49ers run defense, fifth-ranked run defense for the 49ers. And that doesn't necessarily scream that we should see a huge day from Todd Gurley. But in the first quarter of the Rams Seahawks, this is something I mentioned earlier, Gurley, he showed, he showed a lot and he looked like his old self to me. And you guys can disagree with that. That's totally fine. Uh, you feel free. Feel free to tweet me your disagreements at Sheriff Joe Bag. Some other people feel very comfortable tweeting their disagreements to me, but that's all good. I, I'm I'm open to it. I I don't I don't care. It's fine. You can say whatever you want. Uh, but taking a look at this, I mean, Todd Gurley's got to get it going. And when you're playing a team with a really good run defense and a team that's that has been able to stop the the ground attack, it's a little bit worrisome because. I mean, the, especially because of the the Rams scheme and how they've been calling plays lately is just not even doing it. And so that's what kind of worries me about this game is McVay just going to completely abandon the run game immediately simply because the, the 49ers have a good run defense or a good defense. I mean, they have a pretty strong D. I mean, but... Uh, are we just going to abandon it immediately based on the, the numbers and statistics, or are we going to see 
how we do against their their run defense and try to get these guys going. Try to get Gurley going. Try to get Brown going. Fingers crossed, try to get Henderson going. That's that's my dream right now. I want to see Daryl Henderson on the field really bad. That's just me. Um, I didn't have a Joe Stradamus written down for you guys, but I'll go ahead and, and drop one for you guys. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is this is a good game for the Rams. I, I'm going to say that that this is this is the one that we kind of get back on track because if you look at if you look at the last two weeks, so the Rams did not look good against the Buccaneers at all. I mean, you can you can credit the Buccaneers if you want to. I kind of refuse a because their fans were sore losers or sore winners, excuse me, and uh, they, I I didn't encounter one. <laughs> I think I didn't encounter one cool Bucks fan who was like, "Hey, that was a good game, man." Like. Hey, Way to go. I didn't think we were going to win kind of thing. But it was none of that. It was just laughter and just obnoxiousness, which is fine. Be a fan however you want to be a fan. That's just not not my style. If after the Rams beat someone's team that I know, I always just say, hey, good game. That's it. That's that's the end of that conversation. Uh, but I think if you, if you go back to that game, nothing was going right for the Rams. You look at the Seahawks game. First of all, i got to mention, Seahawks are a good team. And denying that is arrogance. 100% that is arrogance and if you think that the Rams are the best simply because they are the Rams then I have a hard time speaking with you and that's that's fine feel that way I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan all I'm saying is I watch football at a lot of different levels I watch little league football I don't even care if I'm driving around on a Saturday and I see uh, you know some organized little league going going down at a park I'll pull over and I'll watch some stuff I've seen, you know, last-second Hail Mary touchdowns in, in that way, and it's really exciting. But it is a little weird cheering for a Little League team that you don't have a kid on. And so you got to look out for that. So I, I don't recommend you just go out all willy-nilly and just start watching kids play some football. But I just love football. I love the sport. I love college football. Uh, Texas A&M is going to get smoked this weekend. I understand that. Bama's coming to town, and I, I get that. Uh, but I, I also need, need you guys to understand that I watch all of the NFL. I have a pretty, I feel pretty confident talking about any team in the NFL. And for anybody to say that the Seahawks are not a good team right now, that's completely arrogant. And the way that the Rams played that game, they actually did a really, really good job. And uh, honestly, it just seemed like it just wasn't, it just those bounces weren't going our way. I, I I already referenced the interception that happened in the fourth quarter. It, I I couldn't even be mad at that. And then on the final drive, I want to say it was three drop passes, two penalties, and the missed field goal, uh, and a partridge in a pear tree, and all that stuff. Yeah, it was just a lot of mistakes at the at the very end there that could have given the Rams the the lead. I mean, it was second down, and I was begging for them to just run the football. There was 20 seconds on the clock, second down, run the football, get it in a spot where GZ likes to kick from, and then spike it on the next play, send them out. That's what I wanted to do. The Rams kept passing. That's not what happened. We know that. And and the, the field goal was missed, just barely to the right. So I, I think that the way that the Rams played the, the Seahawks was just so much stronger than they played against the Bucks. Because uh, obviously Seahawks are a much better team than the Buccaneers are. And the way that the Rams played against the, the, the Seahawks in Seattle, I mean, it was it was kind of hard for me to be mad. And I don't, I, I'm not a kind of guy who's going to get 
you know, super emotional over a loss, um, barring the Super Bowl. I'm going to take that one out because I was, I was a mess <laughs> that one. I was a mess. I'll be completely honest with you guys. But this loss, you know, it was kind of one of those things where the, the field goal missed. And for about a minute, I just, I felt that pain. I felt it in my soul. Uh, but after that, it was about a minute that I was in, and then it kind of just hit me. It was like, you know what, man, this team, they, they played, they played hard. They played really hard and sucks to lose it that way. That's never a fun way to lose it. But this is also the NFL. The difference from the best team in the league to the worst team in the league is not very much. Uh, obviously you can look at college and the best team in, in college compared to the worst team in college is a dramatic difference. That is not the case in the NFL. So basically what I'm saying here in a very roundabout way, is that I think that the way that the, the Rams played against the Buccaneers and then the way that they played against the Seahawks, we saw a very big jump there. And I'm going to say that we take an even bigger jump. I'm going 13-point win for the Los Angeles Rams over the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday, 1.05 p.m. Los Angeles time. All right, that's my Joseph Thomas. Y'all lock that in. All right, just lock it in and... uh if you guys if you guys feel like betting, go do that. Oh, by the way, uh, this is completely unpaid sponsorship, obviously. But the Rams Pick'em game, if you guys have not participated in that, I highly recommend it. It's so much fun. It's a cool way to talk trash to other Rams fans in like a nice civil way about how much better you are at predicting stuff. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I want to say it might have been. No, I don't want to. I don't remember what game it was, but I got sixth place. It was really exciting to me, and I was on the leaderboard, you know, seeing that top ten and stuff, seeing uh, Sheriff Joe Bags come across the screen there was really cool. So uh, I highly recommend playing, and if you guys can do better than me, I challenge y'all to do better than me. Challenge you guys. Um, one more quick thing. This is something I have fully intended to mention early on in the show uh, was that I have Ram Showcase merch. Finally, I have Ram Showcase merch. The show's only been going on for three and a half years, and we have merch now. Uh, so in another three and a half years, maybe we'll get something else. Maybe we'll get some t-shirts or something. But right now, we've got rally towels. They are yellow rally towels with a dark blue Ram Showcase logo on them. And one or more can be yours for just $5 a piece. And that is very, that's very low. All right, that is the lowest I can go. Otherwise, I'm losing money. If I go any lower, I lose money, okay? So I can't do it any lower. I just I just need to get these out there, all right? Because I have a bunch of them. I need one. I need one rally towel. You guys can have the rest of them. I will be doing these for giveaways. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know why, but I am in Facebook jail, and I am unable to go live. So once I can do that, we will get into that, but... Um, we maybe we can find another way to do it. Maybe I'll move them to Instagram or something. I've never been in Instagram jail. Does Instagram have jail? I don't really use it that much. I actually have no idea. But uh, we'll get something going for some giveaways. Uh, I do have a couple that have already been purchased. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what the best way to send towels is via the mail because that's difficult. And um, of course. Uh, one of my very loyal listeners and the straight-up homie. Uh, Kelsey, you get the first one. You got the trivia question right for the Super Bowl. Uh, that one's all yours. And, uh, well, technically the second one. You get the second one. I know I told you you'd get the first, but mine's already up on my wall on my backdrop. So there's nothing I can do about that one. Maybe I'll just give you that one. 
Just just so because I said you'd get the first one. And then uh, once we get these all out the door, we will be ordering more and we will be doing t-shirts just in uh, three and a half more years. <laughs> and if you do want it signed, just add uh, $1,500 to you know, the price of the $5 towel and I'll sign it for you. Or you can just add zero, I guess. If you want it signed, that's fine. If you do, I don't know. I don't know who wants my autograph. I sign stuff, but I don't know. Um, now I'm just kind of going, so I'm going to go ahead and hop out of here. Got some classwork to do. Got my lecture tonight. I'm in vocal training. It's a blasty blast. I love it. But uh, that is going to do it for me. Some house cleaning duties for you guys. Just make sure you guys follow me everywhere and anywhere. All right? All the time. Just follow me around the streets. And if you can't do that, just go ahead and hit up at uh, Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash ramshowcase. And you can follow me as well. If you're not just totally into Rams news and you like funny memes and stuff too, then you can follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple stuff for you guys there. Well, that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Enjoy 49ers Week.